Hello and welcome to Your Life, Your Way. I'm Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about my guest. Of course, I'm excited about all my guests, but my guest today is a real powerhouse filled with strength and grace and in hearing her journey, every time I hear what has gone on through various parts of her life, it's it never ceases to be an inspiration. She is the founder of Link Consulting Solutions, a virtual assistant matchmaking company. She is people-centric, she's heart-based, and takes great pride in her passion for service-led leadership and business strategy. I love the fact that she became that she is an accidental entrepreneur and she's going to fill us in on that. And I think the reason I like it most is because we we tend to, which I've done myself, you probably can relate, that we tend to fight the things that are best for us. So I won't keep you here in the intro any longer because we want to get right to hear what Raya Gonzalez is going to share with us today. And I know you're going to love her story. Thank you, Kathleen, so much for this opportunity. And thank you to the audience for participating as well. Um, like Kathleen said, I am Raya Gonzalez. I am the founder and CEO of Link Consulting Solutions. And we help female entrepreneurs find their perfect virtual assistant in the Philippines. Um, and I love what I do, but I definitely started from a very different place. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we, um, we've been through quite a journey as a company, quite a journey personally, just to be here today. And how I started was not what it looks like today. That's for sure. Please, please tell us. So um, I, if like when people say I want to grow when I grow up, I want to own my own business or, um, you know, many people grow up with entrepreneurial um, examples, like maybe their parents or um, somebody in their family owned a shop or, you know, did something where they own their own business. I have never seen that before. So this was never on my radar. I never wanted it. I never thought of, it never even occurred to me. I'm very risk averse. Um, but I was actually on the path to become a nurse practitioner. And, um, and so I had taken so many courses. I have my bachelor's degree in administrative management and IT, but I'd been working in healthcare for 20 years um, doing that. And so I took a series of jobs over about five years of increasingly um, higher duties in um, surgical and clinical uh, roles to be able to achieve the entrance to a very exclusive program at Seattle University to be a nurse practitioner. And believe it or not, for gerontology, I was going to be a nurse practitioner for elderly, you know, people. And um, I uh, was so focused on this goal, and I took a job that I knew was bad for me. I and it was one of those where I, I said, you know, is this a red flag or am I just scared? And I chose wrong. I it was a red flag. <laughs> Um, I worked there for about a year and I should have quit every day. I cried every single day, like guttural sobs in my car before I would go home. Um, and eventually what happened was I was fired because it was such a bad fit and, you know, just complicated reasons, but, um, I'd never been fired in my life. It was, um, weeks before my 40th birthday. So happy birthday to me. Um, and 
uh, I had to figure out all over again what I was going to do because not only did that destroy um, my uh, ability to have the clinical experience that I needed because it would be very difficult for me to get another clinical job with being fired. Um, but I, because of the aftermath of being fired, I did not um, pass the class that I needed. It was the last class that I needed to be accepted into the program. So um, I was left with, uh, you know, nothing in after years of preparing for something. And um, essentially my, what I say, the accidental entrepreneur is because I say, if my business, you know, everybody's business is their baby. And um, if my business is my baby, then I am an episode of, I did not know that I was pregnant. That turns out okay. Um, because I, I honestly did not intend for this to happen. I was so anxious about applying for another job that I um, took the two clients that I had where I'd just been working, doing side jobs, um, helping virtual assistant work. Um, and I thought, well, I'll just do this. And someone said, well, you should get a business license so you don't get in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I got a business license, but I was not in business. I told my counselor all the time how unemployed I was. And she says, Raya, you have two clients. You are self-employed. Like you, you can't say you're unemployed. You were fighting it all the way. <laughs> yes. So that's how it started was just two clients that I had already um, was just doing side jobs for. And, um, and it just started to take off from there. Would you say it chose you and you didn't even realize it? Um, yeah, I think so. Because I really fought it like tooth and nail. Like I really did not want to be in business, but it kept building. Like people wanted to work with me and I was at like the lowest point, one of the lowest points of my life. And yet people wanted, gravitated towards me still, even though my energy I would think would repel people. And so, yeah, I would definitely say that it chose me because literally I was trying all of my effort not to be in business. I was determined emotionally that I was unemployed. <laughs> so was it, do you think, why do you think that was, was it a lack of courage, fear that that's just, you know, so I see it, they can do that. I can't do that. What do you feel it was stopping you or fear trying to sure. stop you? Yeah. Fear for sure. But it was fear of failure because I felt like a huge failure already with um, being fired. And that was a big, and people have lost in many ways, you know, like that could be getting laid off for, you know, for reasons outside of their control, or um, they may have to pivot because they were in a relationship that was, they were financially dependent on that person. And now they have to do something and they're afraid because they have to um, move forward with something. But yeah, I, I was afraid. Uh, I was afraid to apply for a job. I literally thought it would be less risky to run a business than to apply for another job because I was afraid that they would ask me why I left my last job and then they would hate me because I got fired. And so, yeah, there was a lot of fear involved. And it's amazing. And we all do this. You are not alone, Raya. We all create such I call them Academy Award-winning films in our heads. Mm -hmm. 
because of that fear, we just think the worst and, and the worst that could possibly happen is even worse than the other shoe dropping. Yes. We do do that. And what was happening was a door was closing yes. that you were never meant to be in. Yes. But as humans, it's our ego that keeps us in that unclear thinking. Yes. I do say that, um, that the universe gave me many signs that I ignored. And because I ignored those signs, they went ahead and closed that door for me. And, and so, I think that's yeah. one reason why I love talking with you because you and I have that in common as far as we don't like to listen. We like to wait for that two by four. Yes. <laughs> we like to, but that's what we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I did not see it that way at the time. I, I did, I definitely wasn't happy working there. I was miserable and I felt, I mean, I've never had, I'm, I'm a pretty likable person, like most people like me. So to work in an environment where all day long, you're just torn down and told how awful you are and just, you know, clicky people not accepting you in and your bosses not caring for you and people actively trying to pull you down. And um, it was excruciating for me because I, um, I'm a people person and so, um, yeah, it was, it was something that needed to happen, but at the time, because all of my energy and all of my, um, really my life, like I put even it above the, my responsibilities with my family, I was so focused on doing this thing and then to have it collapse. I mean, obviously it needed to collapse because otherwise I would be a nurse practitioner of gerontology right now. Um, which sounds ridiculous to me in this moment, but, um, you know, it, it just felt like now what, like I, I had that, my whole being was around that. And so I just felt like I have no idea what I'm, I just felt like I was floating in a very scary way with no support. I was just floating. And how did you find your way? You said you had a couple of clients I did have a couple of clients and um, they are saints because I was a wreck and I probably, I know for a fact that I was not doing good work at that time because I was barely a person. Um, I, uh, I think the turning point for me was the very first thing I did for personal development, which was um, something called the Pacific Institute which works a lot with affirmations and visualization. Um, and I, I felt like scared, it was $300. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna spend $300 on this thing. And I don't even know if it like what it's gonna do or like, I just heard it's good. I don't really know what it's all about. And um, it just like, people were so kind and I remember one of the gentlemen, his name is Eric Chappelle. He's a New York life agent. Um, and he said to me, he's like, Raya, you're a rock star. He's like, I don't even know you, but you are like next level. Like you are going to take your business to the, like the universe. Like I, he's like, and for someone to, I think coming from an environment where I was so torn down and having someone look at me who doesn't know me and see something inside of me and affirm that it just felt like maybe I can do this. And I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of person. So I was in the nothing phase at that point and it switched the all in um, on for me at that point. 
would you say <clears throat> that you made that discovery and you felt amazing, but did the fear disappear? <laughs> no, the fear is present in this moment every day. Um, I was sharing with you, Kathleen, in the green room that I have anxiety and depression. So um, while I have a wonderful care team that helps keep me on keel, um, you know, it's something that I live with every day. It's not super well suited to the entre entrepreneur because you have to make scary decisions all the time um, in order to stay ahead and stay in business. But um, I have a phrase that I say, which is super scared, super doing it anyways, Love because it. I, because I am afraid I'm afraid to, I mean, I'm about to, I've made the decision that I'm going to onboard another part-time person because I'm stunting my growth in my business by doing, um, a lot of things that I can't hand off to my executive assistant because I've sort of maxed out what she can do. Uh, and the numbers don't really add up you know, to adding on another person right now. But I know in my heart that that's what I need to do to be able to make the numbers add up. But it's a scary leap, you know, when you see those things and you have to make a decision based on your future self and know that it's gonna work out. Or you know what? Maybe it freaking doesn't work out. And maybe you like have to let that person go or maybe what's, you know, like you go down the rabbit hole of all the things that could happen. I have to close my business. I go into bankruptcy. You know, I like, maybe I go into foreclosure with my house. Maybe I live in a box on the side of the street. I don't know, whatever it might be for you, but like, are, do you have your health? If, you know, if you don't have your health, do you have support? Do you have people who love you? You know, like the, these are the things where we have to really go down to the, to the granular level of what we think is the worst thing is not the worst thing. So if that's the case, then where's the diving board and where's the springboard? You know what I mean? Like you just have to go, like you have to go in a way, you have to listen to your intuition because sometimes like that job, I knew that was a red flag, but I wanted the nursing more than I wanted to um, listen to the red flag. So I convinced myself that no, 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 I'm just being overly cautious and I need to go, I need to take a risk. And um, we have to really listen to ourselves, to our heart, to our gut. And, um, and if we have an inkling towards a decision, it's probably a nudge. It's probably something saying, go like it's okay and if it's not okay you'll be okay you know what I mean so yeah. that's how I've led myself through the challenges of being in business um you know even starting accidentally you mentioned something about the intuition and we know that the intuition is definitely different than that little voice there's a little mm -hmm. voice that likes to keep us it thinks it's doing us a favor by keeping us safe but it has gotten to the point where that little voice has, has, be, has put on the title of boss and has yes. taken too much control of our lives many times. How did you differentiate between your intuition and that voice? Yeah, I think um, it's been a journey of um, getting to know the little voice a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because I, I think at the beginning, it very much was the boss. 
Um, and also I'm very blessed that things kept progressing along the journey of me getting to know that little voice. Um, I was, I think there are some decisions that I made um, where I ignored it and it turned out well, which helped reinforce that my intuition um, was safe to listen to. Um, I took on a virtual assistant very early in my business when it didn't make any sense to do so. And that helped me take the next step in my business. And, you know, I think it's just like, um, I, I see it like a little inner child having a tantrum sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, I do. and, um, and I have to tell it that the stove is hot, don't touch it. But I also have to tell it, this is not the time. And we're in quiet time right now, or we're, you know, like this is, I have to steer the ship and maybe it's gentle parenting that I am doing with myself. I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you have to, it's a process of over time of being able, able to distinguish one from the other. And I'm not a hundred percent there yet. I think I'm just learning, um, I think the key is knowing that even if you make the wrong choice, you're going to be okay. The world is not going to end. That is correct. And I have to tell myself that frequently, even if I make the wrong choice right now, because I'll, I'll agonize over decisions thinking, is this the right choice? But even if I make the wrong choice, I'm going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like it, like there, there's a whole bunch of worst case scenarios and in the end of them, I am okay. So, um, just make the choice. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Well, you did just do it and your business grew. It's been yes. blossoming. You've been doing well. And tell us a little bit about that growth and how excited you were with that. And then something happened. Yeah. So um, I grew my business, which at the time was called Admin Prestige, and it was a virtual assistant agency. So we did virtual assistant work for people. Um, I had virtual assistants that were account managers for clients, and then I had virtual assistants that helped me do work so that I could do work for clients. Um, and it grew. I mean, I, I did... Um, six figures very early um, and things were going really, really well. 2020 hit. Um, I was very, very hopeful going into 2020. I did a, um, a workshop with the business incubator I was in um, called Plan for Profit. Um, and I had put all my, for the first time, my annual plans together for 2020 and um, went into it with so much hope. And my um, theme for the year was healing and abundance and a bit of foreshadowing. Um, if you ask for healing, be very specific, what type of healing you want. Um, because February 8th of 2020, I was in a horrific car accident. Um, and, uh, I'm super grateful that my car has safety features because my two major injuries that I had were from the safety features. Um, I broke my wrist I broke the top of my radius right off. And so um, I had to have that plated and, um, you know, pins and plates to keep it in place to heal. Um, I broke my left collarbone vertically and horizontally. 
So I actually have a plate in my chest from sternum to shoulder that will stay for the rest of my life because it will not um, heal um, to the point where it can be support, supported by itself. Um, I feel like that was a gift. Um, I was seeking clarity in my business and was really just agonizing over what am I doing? Why am I doing it? It was growing like gangbusters, but I didn't know, I wasn't sure why or what I was doing. And when I was healing from this, these injuries, I realized I'm so worried about my clients because my clients were very demanding. And I was so worried about them being mad that I was injured. And I just thought, this is so effed up. Like, I just got in a horrible car accident and I'm worried that my clients are going to be mad, which they were irritated, which is ridiculous. Um, and I said, I hate this. Why am I doing this? I hate this. And, um, and so from there, I completely pivoted my business and little by little, um, the uh, clients went away. And it was replaced with what I do now, with, which is virtual assistant matchmaking. And it, um, and I love what I do. I mean, I just adore what I do now because I'm, it has meaning. I'm connecting women in a developing country with women here um, in a way where the women in the Philippines are earning a wage that is fair and good. And they're able to work remotely and have better quality of life. And the women here are able to have help that they can afford. And um, it's just, you know, it's like a, um, like it almost wants, makes me want to break out into the circle of life from Lion King. Like that's like <laughs> what it makes me feel like is this connecting these two business owners in a way that's very authentic and real. And I didn't have that feeling with what I was doing before. So all of those steps sound really easy. They all sucked bad. Like they, and they discouraged me. And I felt like, especially when the last client fell off of the old model, I felt like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And it felt like I was starting all over again. And here we are, you know, we're just still standing and it's better than ever. So, you know, you just, you have to keep you just have to keep going. And, um, and the last thing I'll just say about this is that early, early, early in my business, I remember standing in my client's office, looking out on the skyline of the city that the building is in. And I heard this little small voice say to me, just stay, stay. And so many times when I've wanted to throw in the towel, I've heard this little small voice say to me, just stay. And so on the days when I'm really, really down or things like that happen where it does, there's no logical reason why I should be in business. I've heard that little voice tell me to stay. And it's, and I think that's half the battle is like, you just have to wait it out and keep putting one foot in front of the other to be able to make an impact. That's beautiful. And you really have come such, as the old saying goes, you know, you've come a long way, but when you're telling your story, and I think this is something that I learned along the way too, that even when you were going through your, 
your training to become a nurse and you were working in that field for so long, and then your previous business that you had, each one of those and everything that you've done before and in between with life builds you and adds to you. And that comes forth to the ultimate place of where you are meant to be now. And who knows where you might be five years from now, but it all helped bring you to where you are now. And I think there's many times because I too have been in a position years ago where I was fired. And I know that feeling, you, you feel like a failure, but we're not. It's just that door closes. And I'm grateful for that time. And each experience that I've had since then has taught me a little bit more about life and a little bit more about me. And ultimately it all has helped bring me to where I am today. And yeah. even the tough stuff gives us strength to yeah. be. I think especially the tough stuff. Agreed. Because we are pushed to really be real with ourselves. You know, we like we're we're brought down to the core of who we are. And we have to say, like, this is good. I am good. You know, and even when when the little voice is saying, no, you are not. You are not good. Look at all these bad things you did. That's not true. The core of who we are. And I did a meditation the other day and it said, like, lift your body off of you. And, or it's a take, like, lit, pretend your clothes fall off of you. And he said, you're lying there naked. Now lift your body off of you and watch the muscles and the bones and everything just gently drift away and just see the core light of who you are. And now ask yourself, apart from the attachments to the world, apart from the relationships that you are in apart from the material possessions that you are attached to. So your marriage, your children, your house, your car, all of those things, apart from all of that, who am I? Who am I? And I thought, oh man, that's a tough question to ask, answer because we always say like, well, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm an entrepreneur. And, you know, like these are all attachments to the world, but really what's important like you know and you know i i don't have all of the answers to that um question yet but um i'm learning and i'm paying attention and i'm like trying to trying to answer that question and i think that's really part of our journey is getting to know who who am i you know and yeah and it's, it's, that's a beautiful awareness and a beautiful process to go through to ask that question because we, we see this out, you know, we look in the mirror, we see this flesh, but this flesh is not who we are. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend who is no longer with us and she was my, my friend, a sister, a, a teacher, and she was always reminding me about attachment and Kathleen, you know, Kath, are you, are you too attached to this? Or are you, you know, she was always bringing me back to that. What is your attachment to this? And that's another whole open conversation. Oh, totally. Yeah. That keeps us very, very locked into not being aware and to not knowing who we truly are. So, and that's, a, that's a work in progress. You know, the, the practice never ends and I don't want it to, it's been such a 
which I'm sure you agree. Do you find it? It's, it's so exciting that each time you, you discover a new awareness of yourself and how you fit into this world that you just say, what's next? Yes. What else is there? And you want to keep looking. Yes. And that's the beauty of, for me, of being a business owner is that I have the room to have this awareness of myself. I am pushed to have this awareness of myself. Um, if I was in a corporate setting, um, which there is absolutely nothing wrong with being in a corporate setting, but you're, go you're playing by someone else's rules. And this, you're making up the rules as you go. Like, and then you're changing the rules and yeah. then you're changing them again. And you, you, you know, what is good for you right now, you know, what is good for me right now is not going to be good for me in two years because I am not staying put. I am like, I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm a speaker. I'm literally going to take over the world that is happening. Like, so what is good for me right now does not, um, will not exist in my world in five years from now. Uh, it will be a totally different landscape and that's okay, you know, but if you're in somebody else's landscape, you have to follow their rules. So I'm really, really blessed to take the risk of being in business for myself to be able to look at what my priorities are, spend time in personal reflection and, um, and, you know, even just what would I have done if I had that car accident and I wasn't a business owner? You know, I would have probably been, I, it wasn't even a blip on my, on my revenue radar. It wasn't even a blip. Like everything in my business kept running hmm. and um, that would not have happened if I worked in a traditional setting. Oh, you're they right. would have felt really bad, but they would have been like, mm, that's all the PTO you have. So there you go, you know. So yeah, it's just, it's a very different experience. And what you were just saying, I, I liken it to <clears throat> when I'm working with my clients, I remind them that take a look at your specific comfort zone. I know when I started venturing out and doing things different, you don't want to land when you say things are going to be different in two, three, five, however many years down the road, it's very easy to step out of one comfort zone and, and do something, but then don't let that become your new comfort zone, mm -hmm. which is exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You're looking ahead at all the possible, you're embracing all the possibilities. Mm -hmm. So there's no fear of getting stuck in another place where you're stuck. Right. But I, but that being said, like, I don't want to give lip service. Like I'm still going to get stuck. You know what I mean? Like I still have all of these beliefs, but I'm human. And like, um, I mean, like I'm writing a book and I haven't written in a week because I, not because I'm uninspired, but because I'm afraid and I don't even know why I'm afraid. And, you know, so I'm human and things will trip me up on, in different things. And sometimes I don't know why I feel that way or, you know, and um, I have to stop. And I mean, I'm blessed that I'm in a program where I can kind of talk it out with the developmental editor and she can say like, okay, like, just let's just start here. You know what I mean? And then just get, get going and you're going to be fine. Like, you know, because I am a, a prolific writer, I have a lot, you know what I mean? And so um, it's, it's just getting the first step going when you feel stuck. That is the hardest step is to take the first one. 
once you've taken the first step, you have a bit of momentum and you can take, even if it's a small, tiny step, you can take another step and then you don't die. So then you take another little step and it's just like, who cares how long it takes? Like if you want to be in business, but you need to work your job, spend one hour a day before or after work and work on your business. And who cares if you get all the traffic on your website, put up a one page website that says basically what you do and has a link to book an appointment with you. You know what I mean? Like make a little step. And, um, and then before you know it, all these little steps start adding up and then you're like, oh, shoot, I might be able to jog like I'm, look, brisk walk, let's no, not get crazy. And then you can jog and then you can sprint, but you still gonna like fall down sometimes. And then you have to do that whole first step again. And it's gonna be hard because then you're like, oh, but I fell down, you know? So I'm, I can't get up because I fell down, even if you're very successful. So just know that there's, communion in the fact that um, even if you've been doing it for a little while and even if you've achieved some level of success, you're still going to fall down and it's still going to be hard to get back up. Um, but you have to, this is just, it's not an option. Like I say with my business, it's either going like, um, I'm not going to quit. It's going to, it, it may like take me down or eventually I may decide to lay it down, but I'm not going to quit out of fear. I will not quit out of fear. Amen. If I decide that the time that has passed, that this is no longer serving me, then I will lay it down. Or if it's, if I'm being stubborn and it's not supposed to be happening, it will take me down, <laughs> but I will not quit out of fear because that would be the worst failure ever. Beautifully said, beautifully said. If there was one last gift you could give to our listeners, suggestion, how to take that first step, what would it be? I think it goes back to um, super scared, super doing it anyway. Just to know that everyone is scared, like everyone. Even those people you see on social media, I mean, Adele says that she barfs before every concert. Wow. She's Adele and she barfs before every concert. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. And so like, we just have to know that there's nobody who's above it. There's nobody who's superhuman that, um, who doesn't feel afraid at least some of the time. So if that's the case, if that's a human condition, then that means that you can be successful, even if you're afraid to do it. You just have to do it anyways. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And how might someone reach out to you if they wanted to have a conversation and learn more? How might they, they reach you? Yeah, the very best thing that you can do is go to my website, which is linkcs.com. That's L-I-N-Q-C like cat, S like Sam.com. Um, you can check if you want, you can check out while you're there, what we do, but there's, um, buttons all over the website, um, for booking a call with me, which you're welcome to do. There's no, um, you, there's no obligation. Sometimes it's just for networking, just to get to know each other's businesses. And sometimes if you're looking 
or have questions about what it would take in the future to have a VA um, or virtual assistant, um, I'm super open to that as well as just delegation um, advice, those types of things. So um, it's linkcs.com and just book a call anytime you would like and in a time that works well for you. Wonderful. And we will include your links in the show notes and anything else. And we'll be very anxiously awaiting your book to hear about that too. Yes. Yes. So pre-order uh, for that will be in March and um, that will be on my social media, mostly on LinkedIn, which please find me on LinkedIn um, and Instagram. Wonderful. Well, Raya, always an inspiration. Love hearing your story. Love learning more and more about what you're doing in your growth. You're, you've definitely inspired me in so many ways. And I thank you for that. Oh, thank you for so being welcome. here today. And I hope we'll have you back sometime and hear more, especially when that book gets out and we can talk yeah, about that. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Wow, so many great points today. If I had to pick just one quote off the top of my head to share is when Raya said, if you make the wrong choice, you'll be okay. Just make the choice. And I do want to point out also that remember that Raya is the founder of Link Consulting, which is a virtual assistant matchmaking company. I don't know if you're familiar with how virtual assistants work, but I would definitely encourage you if you are an entrepreneur and you are thinking it's time for me to have support, I can't do this all on my own, please reach out to Raya. I will have all of her information in the show notes. And we can't do it all alone. Sometimes I know we think it's just easier if we just do it ourselves, but we reach a point, especially in business, where we do need to have that team to work alongside us. So I cannot thank you enough. If this episode brought you points that you think might definitely serve someone else, please share this with them. I would greatly appreciate it, and they probably will too. I also, if you are can pull this up on your Apple or go into iTunes, and give me a review and some stars, I would be forever grateful. Thank you so much. I hope today is an amazing day for you. Make it, make it awesome. Peace and blessings. Bye-bye.